Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Okay. Let's just go straight into it. Welcome to Previously on Boardroom uh, Succession. Me, Jamie East, and uh, Chris Mandel. I haven't even got time for nicknames. Chris Mandel, hello. Hello. Grace Dent, hello. How are you doing? I've got, I've got it on in the background. Mom? Okay. When did the penny drop for you guys? That's my first question because for me, the whole episode felt like I was watching it in slow motion and all of a sudden I turned to Mrs. East and I went, oh fucking hell, that throwaway line about the House of Commons fucking panty sniffer wanting a leg up in the House of Commons was the key to the whole fucking thing. It was... When how, we, how are you, is the question? How early did I sus? Yeah. When did you? In when did you typical sus? succession style, I didn't sus until it actually came rolling out. Of, oh. And I'll tell you why. Because I was so distracted by the scene with the siblings by the bins round the back of the wedding, which felt to me like the scene I have needed for about eleven hours of oh. succession. It was. It was like. A hot bath and a good cry, wasn't it? You know, that to see them talking to each other properly and to see Kendall talk about the incident with the boy and I, Roman's humour was just magical, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? You yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and three quarters so, of an hour for gin and tonic. Oh, that, that line. And, where, and and Roman's delivery of it and his face as if like too much, too much, too yeah. far. And, and Kendall's starting to laugh through the tears. Oh, it was just cleansing. I know it's all wrong and I know it doesn't take away killing somebody, but it was, it was just wonderful. So yeah, I, I, I was so distracted by that. That when I could, when I heard the mother on the phone, I was like, "What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, pardon?" And then it all came crashing around my ears. I kind of felt so. I didn't. The penny didn't drop specifically for me because I didn't. It the the sort of revelation that they had a sort of supreme majority or whatever it was called. Yeah. To veto this this selling of the company to Gojo, that was sort of dropped quite 
in quite a writerly fact. Like I, I was like, oh, so a thing we didn't know about is now the, the key to all of it. So I didn't really know enough about it to really understand what was going on. I didn't know that Caroline could renegotiate the divorce settlement or whatever. But I, I felt the car journey, you know, day turn to night. I was like, this is quite protracted. And I, I just thought whenever they get to the, um, the castle, which just reminded me 50% Bond layer and 50% Super Mario castle. Like, you know, they go through all these stone corridors looking yeah. for the boss, you know, At the night. big fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just felt something was off. I thought Logan wasn't going to be there and they'd missed him. Yeah. But I just, you know, I thought one of them might back out. Um, obviously, Roman, when Ken tried to do a coup in season one, Roman raised his hand and Logan said, you'd better be sniffing your armpit. And he backed yeah, yeah, down yeah. and thought he's, he's not, Roman is so going to just go with his dad. So I didn't quite see it. But when the, the when it did sort of come to light that Caroline was on the phone, I, I, Every yeah. muscle in my body was clenched. I was. I was. Yeah, I don't want to be Billy Big Bollocks. I did see it coming because, and only, and only because, for the past kind of three or four episodes, we've all been like, "Why is this? Why is the finale? Why is why? this wedding happening? Why has this become such a plot point?" I didn't really, mm. you know, we've been asking each other that for the past few weeks, mm. and, and, and I'm sure. Uh, if we go back and listen to previous episodes of this, that we've been like, don't forget she's got like 1% or, and it turns out yeah. that, that that 1% is all that she needed. Oh my God. As a finale goes, I mean, for me, it was, it was the greatest Game of Thrones episode that wasn't in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was the, it was, it was uh, Succession's version of a Red Wedding because the entire yeah. kind of shape of the show is changed forever. This, I mean, assuming this goes ahead, like, you know, episode one of season four could be, oh, the deal's gone flat. But if they become absorbed by this larger company, which we have talked about on two episodes now, yeah, what yeah. if they get absorbed and they've got these new corporate overlords? Yeah. That changes the whole thing. And they are all, the kids are finally on the same page. They're, they finally formed an alliance and they've all been fucked. I mean, it's, I think that is three for three amazing finales. But I also think, a couple of people on my timeline today were like, "Oh, it's no, it's no season two finale." If you're wanting a mic drop like last season, like you want a different show, like it has to be different. They're not trying to top that, so it was different, but it was out amazing, outlandish. Like I thought it was incredible. I think if you're in for the story, it was a perfect finale because it's kind of like, because we've, again, we've discussed this. It's like, where does this go from here? How does, how does, what does, what, what does, what happens to Kendall? Why Kendall's over as a character? Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he this? All of a sudden it's like reinvigorated the last kind of seconds. It was like, it's like someone had, someone had removed the kryptonite and he was out. He was free of his dad at last. Hmm. I thought that Shiv looking through that open door in the last seconds oh and God, seeing um, Logan pat Tom on the shoulder and in that very moment realising that that phone call that she'd made in the car had clearly been relayed right back to Logan. And, oh. and I just, I thought that that scene and her just kind of slumped on the side of the couch and then it kind of faded into black, didn't it? And then the titles... You know, uh, we were we were all talking about before we started recording about how early we watched this this morning. Mm. I woke up at four thirty this morning. And I just thought, oh god, I might as well. <laughs> and I got up and watched <laughs> watched Good it as it was you. happening. Wow. And I was sitting 
after it finished and I felt really winded by it, really bereft, you know, yeah. it just, and it's funny how my sympathy has gone back to Shiv, even though she has been awful throughout the entire series. She hasn't been her best self, but that sense of betrayal and that sense of what does she do with that? You know, if she confronts him about it, she gives away a lot of her power about knowing that he's on the inside. But what does she do? And it really made me think, I need another series. If you'd have asked me that last week, I don't know whether I felt like that. I wasn't yeah. kind of thinking, oh, well, this sets us up for another 10 episodes. But this, I, I thought that was fantastic. Tom and Greg oh. and Greg, yeah. that little scene. Uh, you know, do you want to, what did he say to Tom, say to Greg, you want to come and make a deal with the devil? For me, the moment was when they were um, your man's at Skarsgård's like lawn. I want to know what the business code for that was because there was that moment where Logan said, "I'm not feeling this," and and within like five seconds, they something unsaid had happened between the pair of them when Roman was just shipped out. They knew that they were going to do the deal, just that Roman was the was the thing that was stopping them talking about it. It was like I. Yeah, I thought that what was interesting is my take on the episode was Logan realised in order to do the deal, he needs to freeze the kids out. And so when they everyone was on the phone preparing, you know, Jerry was going off here and uh, Kerry and stuff, it wasn't that they were sorting the Gojo deal. It was that they were getting the paperwork sorted to sort the divorce yeah, yeah, out. That's so, exactly, no, that's what I mean. He, so yeah, he and, knew and, exactly what he needed to do. But I think to, to, to answer your question... As soon as the dick pic thing happened last episode, I think that's when Logan's realised, like, even the, the golden boy that I've been sort of, like, trying to get into this position, he's going to let me down. He, you know, basically the three seasons we've had, each of those children has been given an amazing platform and they've they've fucked it. And I think the dick pic was the, the, the dick that broke the camel's back. And Logan went, do you know what? This is... this." these kids aren't the future and, and maybe we do take one of these slightly more aggressive deals. Um, well, he just, he kept, but he kept looking around and the only people you you remove, you remove Roman, Shiv and Kendall from the equation. The only two people you're left with are Tom and Greg. Hmm. And, uh, and actually they are the only two that have showed him any, any loyalty, you know, Greg, yeah. Greg jumped ship from Kendall earlier on this season and Tom was going to, was going to take the, take the fall for him. And as he said, when, when, uh, earlier on in the season, I'll remember that. And he fucking did. How do we all feel about Greg for the last few episodes starting to ramp up his kind of quiet hustler, quiet yeah. sense of evil about him? Because I love the fact that, uh, the actor still plays him with the very same wide eyed innocence you know he can't whenever he tries to what was the line when he, he tried to get one over on um on no Roman and he said and you are <laughs> sir a sexual pervert or whatever you know he, he still plays it i can't think what the actor's name is Nicholas Braun. yeah nicholas brom still plays him with that kind of ingenue and he's mm. you, know, you know guys but it's uh you know he was suddenly he's playing these two women off against each oh, other yeah, kill me same wedding. Kill me now. Yeah. And, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. And it's, and it, you know, hedging his bets and social climbing and being very seduced by all of the things that we thought at one point that he wasn't interested in. Well, he's just very, he's just, he's just very, very slowly becoming them. 
He's yes. everything everything that he kind of like railed against and we didn't think had it in him for the first two seasons. Actually, what we've seen is that it just takes time and money and you'll always eventually end up like one of them, you know? Yeah. He's kind of been corroded by them, hasn't he? Because yeah. he would have killed to go on a date with Comfrey and then now he's like, uh, do you know what? I want the girl that's going to get me to be like the king of Italy or, <laughs> you know, he's sort of become picky and he's become mean and he's become a bit schemy. Um, but I think it, it, it was interesting that that, um, the details of it elude me, but that horrible anecdote about Nero, uh, that Tom oh, the, told yeah, Greg the, about. Mark Zuckerberg told, um, no, no, no. Oh, I mean no. the one from a few episodes ago where Nero pushed his wife down the stairs and married his sex slave. That's what Tom did this episode. He got rid of Shiv and he's taken Greg with him and yeah. it, it kind of came true. And loads of the stuff, that Tom did has been quite meticulously sort of in front of our eyes. And he's been getting beat downs from Shiv basically since his wedding day. And he's acted on, on instinct that this woman's, this woman's not good for him. He doesn't need to sort of go with her. And he's, well, if now Tom, I, I just think it's brilliant. I think it's so, so well done. Well, Tom's, no Tom's line of thinking with, with uh, Kendall He's applied the same logic to Shiv. You know, it's like yeah. I've seen yeah. I've seen you get fucked loads of times. And I've never seen Logan get fucked. He just did the same with his wife. He's like, actually, you're just as bad as Kendall. <laughs> yeah. You know when they had the when um Tom and Shiv had the kind of angry sex after the wet after no, it wasn't before it was before the wedding. It was on the, the night. I don't think they've had any other kind. I don't think they have any yeah. friendly sex. But when she this was the last episode, she staggered through the door and said, Let's make a baby. And then there was some kind of discussion about when and where, but then they did go on to have sex and the next day they confirmed that they'd had sex. Do you think that she will be pregnant in the next season? Oh. I and and that. and then by this point they will be very very separated and her froze out of the family her frozen out of the Logan in the circle and trying to start some sort of coup against him yeah and but and also the carrying back. the baby of and I also thought I was re- I felt a real sense of relief when uh you know when Kendall confessed to Shiv Mm. And to Roman, because, you know, we, we talked about how Roman reacted, but with Shiv, you could see right away her kind of PR head was on, kind of going, mm. okay, right, yeah, yeah, well, that's bad, but okay, right. Yeah, she and didn't I know thought, what to say, I'm, she had no answer. She's like, well, okay, um, mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, but I, I just thought that is the spin on it, really. The spin on it could so well be that he was in a terrible position and the and then the car was ran off the road by the boy who grabbed the wheel yeah. and to be quite honest if anything Kendall is a hero and i thought that's going to be one of the plots of the next season it was about 10 15 minutes of the episode which was basically the 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 reuniting of 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 the of the siblings and it was it felt so nice. It was just like, you know, it was like, I felt like I was making, making up with someone after an argument, you know, it was that yeah. kind of feeling of like, yeah. oh, we can be friends again. This is lovely. Even, you know, we can include Connor in this because don't forget, Connor is the eldest son. Um, yeah. <laughs> wasn't that just Did brilliant? Did you not Ken- think that though, when he said I'm the eldest son, did your brain not start going, 
sure Connor's the eldest son. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was, it was just a brilliant, just wonderful, subtle camera work as well. The editing of that was brilliant where it just, like, <laughs> as soon as he said it, it cut and like just Connor just looking up from his, holding his knife in his, his croissant knife in his hand. Um, yeah. But but it was... It was um, a wonderful line that when he said, I didn't have my father for three years and now you're complaining about the, what did he say, the silver spoon in your mouth? You're complaining your not- spoon's not shiny enough. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> wonderful line I loved that they were in a place that they were really not meant to be you know these people have been you know from the moment they turn up they're in the most beautiful cars being driven to the most beautiful places where everything's been laid on for them but for some reason they found themselves in the dirtiest back alley that you know where they could be real you know it was yeah, yeah. it was a place to have a real conversation I thought and, there was some uh, synergy there as well. I think Kendall looked up and saw that the, the kitchen staff were kind of coming out of the back there and he was there again at another yes. wedding. And, you know, the yeah. kind of, I think the whole, yeah. it was very triggering for him, wasn't it? I thought it was amazing that it, it came to a head at a wedding. I thought that was just quite a like nice way of coming full circle a little bit. Um, I thought it was just amazing. It's amazing watching them together because they've, they, they, they've very rarely been on good terms, any of these kids. And I just kept thinking they all look so happy to be friends again. And it makes you realize how, particularly this season, but I guess generally how lonely they've all been. They've all been quite cut off from each other. It and also how exhausting like- it is when you're in a long standing argument with someone, yeah. actually how emotionally exhausting it is and how much of a relief it is just to kind of like and- go, you know what? Fuck it. It was amazing yeah. watching them in yeah. the car. You know, they, they, it, they all, particularly, I thought um, Kieran Culkin just looked horrified at what they were about to do or what they were going to do. And they were chatting about, oh, and well, I'll do this and you can do that division. And they're going, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it was so frantic. And I kept thinking, you guys, are, you haven't got a leg to stand on, but I don't know how this is going to come around. But, but I thought, yeah, the acting on it was phenomenal. And it just felt... We talked last week about, I think, uh, if Kendall is alive in this episode, and obviously that was dealt with quite swiftly, he's going to have to get this hold that Roman uh, that Logan has on him. He's going to have to get this yeah. off him yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, release himself from it. I thought it was interesting that he didn't mention that Logan was es- essentially blackmailing him. It was quite... The way he told it was kind of interesting. Yeah. But I also thought, yeah... I think, Grace, you mentioned Roman's line, you sound like you were a hero. We've made this, as as has um, Kendall, we've made this out to be like, this is going to ruin your life. And because they are rich and because they're not all as, as sort of uh, doom-laden as him, they've gone, yeah, this sounds, sounds like you did everything you could. Like, it's okay. And now that it's out there, it's like, weirdly feels like a weight has been lifted. Like, yeah, yes. oh. he certainly felt that, didn't he? Yeah, you go. Oh, maybe yes. maybe he's not going to get arrested. He he did everything he could, and yeah, it yeah, was it, it was, was like really the, fascinating. It was that like there was in this like strong sunlight, kind of suddenly, it was all out in yeah. the open, yeah. and it was just like a massive relief, wasn't it? You, we all felt yeah. it, and and we all, as viewers, started going. Actually, yeah. That is a good way. That's a good way of looking at it. That's a good you know? point. That's a nice um, positive spin to put on things. Yeah. And I love that Roman was like using comedy to diffuse it with the gin and tonic line because obviously the, the Jeremy Strong New Yorker profile that's been everywhere all week, we know that Jeremy Strong treats this as like end of the world, life or death 
serious drama. Yeah. Kieran Culkin treats it as a comedy and you the characters are exactly the same. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is this the right time to be joking about a dead waiter? And you're like, what else can you do? I did wonder how much, and I think we mentioned it before we started recording, Chris, how much of tonight's episode was was improvised because mm. some of it some of the acting was just too good for it to be scripted and that that sounds a bit weird but like you know jeremy strong in that bit with kieran culkin the way that he laughed as he was crying mm. felt so off the cuff yeah. and felt so yeah. you know he's like bastard he got me you know that yeah. was you know when yeah. someone yeah. Really, really don't want to laugh and yeah. so i wonder how many jokes were on yeah. the cutting room floor where kieran culkin's been like just just harrying him on that scene there was a michael shulman who wrote the jeremy strong new yorker profile tweeted today that they filmed 13 takes of that scene but it involved kendall sitting on like a pillar and they were talking up to him and jeremy strong was like it doesn't work he needs to be on the floor so they had to get rid of 13 takes throw it all out and reshoot the whole thing but once he was on the floor he said that they kind of, it, it just locked into place, which oh. I thought was really interesting. And he was oh right. Oh my God, he was totally right. I, I thought Kendall's entire speech on the floor, it was so, it was like a different style of of dialogue than, than we ever hear in, mm. In, mm. in succession because everything he was saying was re- actually real and true. He was saying, what he, he said something like, it's so lonely. I'm so I'm so lonely. You know, in yeah. this secret, kind of trapped in his mm. secret. And when he was saying, you know, I thought I had it. I thought I thought I had it. He was talking about um, he was going to be able to get free at some point, but now he's back in. And he was saying about, um, oh God, he said something like, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew what I was doing. I had a plan. I had a plan. And it was it was. These were the things you've wanted to hear all along, yeah, you know, actual yeah. real, not, not business speak, not, not, not bollocks, not talking about the zeitgeist, not talking about what Twitter says, not talking about what Barry Gordy's yeah. told him, not talking yeah. about what the guys from what, who was the, com- the comedy writers that he's obsessed with? Um, oh, like the, for the, um, not the footlights, but like it's the, not for, the, yeah, it's, it's I can't the, remember. It's the, yeah, isn't it the Yale, it's like the Yale Oh, comedy I society it's, I can't yeah. remember the name of them but yeah but it's but he's he's spoken in in sound bites and catchphrases and just vulgar poetry for almost yeah. the whole thing and now yeah. it was just real it it was exactly as if any of us three were having this conversation sitting on a floor outside a pub at one o'clock in the <laughs> yeah. morning talking the about smoke. something stupid you've glorious. done. I thought in I the, had it. I thought I had it. Us in, this, us in the smoking area outside Tiger Tiger on a Friday night, exactly. sitting on the floor, <laughs> smoking it's, a pack. It was, it was so, such a change of pace. Moving away from, I guess, the main event slightly, I got to talk, Willa had a great episode. Um, <laughs> my God, it was, if anyone's regretted something so quickly, uh, it was Willa's pity. Her, the, the kind of glimmer of pity that she had for Connor, who had had a dreadful night's sleep because of the air conditioning and because of the of the uh, the meeting that he'd had with, um, with Kendall and Roman and Shiv the night before, that she just like, you know, she just had one of those kind of things where she was just like, He's a nice guy. You know, this is mm. this is not a nasty guy. He's a nice guy. And then that train of thought led to, am I going to find a nicer guy than this guy? 
And then they're the kind of like the, you know, like the, the, the choice diagrams. Am I a feminist? Am I not a feminist? Oh, it turns yeah. out I'm a feminist. You know, she kept yeah. going along the yes, no answers. Yeah. Yeah. Am yeah. I going to find anyone better? No. Am I going to uh, find anyone richer? No. Willa, what are you doing? Marry the guy. Then fuck it. How bad can it be? What a great <laughs> marriage acceptance. You know, in, in London, if you ever go to Chelsea and walk around Chelsea or Kensington and the posher places, you very you see women who are six foot tall and they're beautiful and willowy and they look like her and they look they look gorgeous and they're walking along with <laughs> with Bernie Eccleston, a yeah. yeah, a walrus <laughs> or Bernie Eccleston, and they I find those those couples like fascinating because yeah, yeah you know you can say oh that person's a gold digger, but then. I sometimes think it's something more than that. It's a basic trade-off. It's yeah. it's a man who desperately wants what did what did uh, what did what did um, Connor call her? her? His leggy Mary Sue. <laughs> 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 Mary was it Mary Sue? I'm trying yeah. to think. It was. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and you know the the, <laughs> the man wants uh, a leggy, beautiful, captivating woman who he can take. Do you remember when um, Connor took her to that uh, the political conference, the political oh, yes. meeting, and he was oh, like just cheap. leaving her with these kind of huge party donors who are like, "Oh, I hope I'm not going to get cancelled for this." And, that. <laughs> and she's very good at that. She's very good at kind of smiling. Yeah. What I wanted last week when. Uh, when Connor proposed and I wasn't sure it was going to happen because I really thought at one point she was going to just say like I can't do this this week I'm so excited for just not a big storyline next season but just the wedding planning next yes. season it's uh, just going to be another, another wedding yes. yes I know right yeah. I just and you just know some of these lechy uh, Republicans are going to be there and I just want her to just turn into you know this sort of absolute monster um but yeah, I, I just kept I kept thinking there was this amazing shot when she gets in the car just before the door shuts and it forms almost a V and it's just this dead expression on her face. The and, blood and draining. And to catch that is just, I mean, they must have loads of cameras around, but I thought, God, that is brilliant. And she plays it so well because she's just, just dead behind the well, eye. Well, her, um, her eye caught the woman who'd opened the door for her and she caught the eye as Connor was just like going around the other door going, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Uh, they, she exchanged a glance with the with the girl and she just knew. She was like, yeah, I've done it. And then the, next, did, the next shot was her in tears at the wedding. And it was just like, wow, she's really feeling it. <laughs> what I would be intrigued to know about is you know, this um, <laughs> supreme majority thing that the Caroline and Logan's kids have doesn't apply to Connor. And I would be interested to know how he's going to respond to know that those three could have vetoed a deal and he has no... No say in anything, that. yeah. Kind of interesting. And I do think Connor's life does seem like it could... I could really do with... I'd love to know a bit more about him. He seems like it's... He, he's kind of can be a bit one note, but I do think there's a lot of room to get into like how traumatised he is. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he, he we'll kinda, get that next year. He's grown a lot though. I mean, he was just a mm. bit of a doofus. He was just like a... He was just a bit more of a... a he, was, he was the same as Greg. He just had more right to the money mm. than, than Greg. But mm. now, he, you know, he does feel as though at least he's getting some some juicy, juicy plot lines. Look, we can look back at what we all guessed. None of us guessed even close. Although I will say that we did we did kind of all call that Kendall was going to was going to 
have some moment of kind of like rebirth. He was going to have to kind of like confess. Mm. Our confession was was right. It was just it was not on a podcast. It was just just by the bins around the back. Yeah, I love that he came clean with the with his siblings. I think it feels. I just it feels like it's happened sooner than we expected. I think that was going to happen, but maybe yeah. didn't expect that yet. And what they've done with Logan sort of selling the company has happened a lot sooner. And it it just feels like they're maybe just a little... Uh, Jesse Armstrong and, and the writers and everyone is just a couple of steps ahead because I'm a bit like struggling to keep up with what this means for the next season. Mm. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be half the board seats if there's two companies. So everyone's going to have to really fight for their turf. Would this be a good time for me to bring up Logan's sperm count? The Maca route. <laughs> Is that was that just like I th- see? I can't work out whether that was like a serious thing or whether that was just something. Uh, if you'll excuse the the phrase, to plant a seed in 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 the the, mm. the kids' minds that 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 they were being squeezed out like a metaphor, like mm. by a non-existent kind of uh, thing that someone had just that Connor basically had. This bear in mind, this all came from Connor holding what looked like just a massive pod. And him declaring that, it, that that's what it, was going in the in the smoothie. It felt feasible because he. It felt feasible because there's been a lot of talk about Logan's diet and Logan's dietitians and what Logan can and can't eat. Yeah, that went on during the last episode. Mm, um, uh, so I don't know. I there was the incident when they were going across in the boat. Logan and Roman and Logan suddenly was kind of eyeing up uh, and I can never remember this her name the one he's having an affair with is it Kerry 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 is it Kerry yeah yeah Kerry and he kind of said what a good looking woman she's a good looking woman (laughs) look at her legs on that what a good looking woman yeah and um, although I did as an as you know as, as an aside, I did love it when he kind of said to Roman, "Is there something wrong with you? Because yeah. you can was go it, and get yourself sort. We'll get you sorted out or whatever." And I thought, "What? It, what? What, uh, what is it with you? Is it all screens and up the ass?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and, he, and I thought, "Are you offering him the same amount of therapy that you offered Kendall yeah. when you shipped him off after he'd murdered yeah. someone and he got sixty-two hours or something before he got dragged out of a cold bath and put on telly?" Just go uh, fix yourself. But, I don't want to know. That was yeah. basically what he said, wasn't it? It was just like, "Oh my god, yeah." I did feel that there was some kind of uh, there, w- there was something in that. Well, the, 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 <sighs> three, about three times throughout the episode, you know. They said it out loud. All of them said out loud mm. to either her or directly to him about this this affair. I think we can take it as canon that that they are. Oh, I've I've taken it as that that it was happening from when they made the joke about two episodes ago, saying, mm. yeah. "Oh, are they just friends, or maybe they just spend time in bed together watching yeah. telly, or you know?" So like, and, and, but Carrie's grown said. in confidence as well. You know, like Rome yeah. asking oh, for awful. a drink, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be back in a second with the kids' menus." You know, it was just like it was a great yes. was a great yeah. comeback, and also, I th- almost think it was deliberate you know Marsha's kind of like tiny kind of like appearance was almost on purpose just to say yeah she's she's out she's out of the equation now she's just yeah someone that just bothers around the um, background I thought because I remember very very early on in in season one Marsha was sort of a bit of a a pseudo villain on the show because she before Logan had his 
Did he have a heart? What did he have? Did he heart it's attack? Like an aneurysm or something, wasn't it? Yeah, stroke, something like that. Yeah. She'd she'd got him to agree to give her son a board seat, and there was this sort of she was a bit of an antagonist, wasn't she? Yeah. And um, I I feel like they've sort of essentially written Marsha out a little bit in that they maybe didn't really know what to do with her yeah. or the actress wasn't around as much. But yeah, now I feel like to your point, Jamie, they've kind of, she's made her piece. She's got her deal. She's kind of not, she's with Logan, but not with him. And now we've got Kerry who is, but it seems about the same age as, as uh, the, the Roy kids. And, mm. and is a good adversary in that sense, especially mm. for Shiv, especially for the affections of their father. But, because even I, even that that moment, you know, one of Marsha's moments was with Kerry, where she asked for or yeah, to smooth it to room, like and there was no, really yeah, and, and there was like almost like a knowing, and it was like you know, it was it was just yeah, an accepted kind of like knowing nod. It was kind of like yeah, you are the concubine kind but of thing. I can't get my head like I don't I can't get my head around the idea that Logan would be able to father a child at his age. Hang on a sec, Rupert Mur- Rupert Murdoch had a baby. At- I think far older than 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 and Logan Mick Jagger has. Didn't which one of the Rolling Stones ended up with twins? Mick Jagger, wasn't it? Mick Jagger, like I suppose. So I just I, I just was, thought when I'm not quite so sure it's just romantic as you imagine yeah, it to be. You can, I mean, I think that no, I think that <laughs> I honestly think that it's again we're going we're talking about Chelsea and what goes on in there when you see these women, and I think that they often get the job done because mm. they want they want their you know they want to the money that's going to come from it if I'm going to be completely honest why, yeah, what, they, would, yeah why would Logan want another child though that was the only bit that I was kind of questioning I, he hates the I ones he's got I see this as I see this as like a parallel with the Murdoch empire where um, you know when his when Rupert Murdoch's marriage to Wendy went yeah. down the pan. By this point, he was he was old enough that he really could have just lived out his life, if you know, by himself from that moment. And he immediately found someone else. There's this idea that like men of that age, to be fair, that was it was Jerry alone. Hall. Yeah, yeah, they never stay alone, though. Yeah. You know, they don't. No, there's true. always yeah. a woman that's going to get straight in there. And I'm sure if Jerry, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak. I'm sure if Jerry <laughs> Hall could have given him a baby, she would have given him one because, mm. you know, you you give somebody like that a baby and they can't yeah. quite get you out their lives. Yeah. The other thing is, Jamie, is why would he want to have another kid? He's not going to even be around for graduation. Like, yeah. Logan will be six feet under by then. So he's probably. Yeah. I also wondered if maybe. It's not like let's plan a baby, but it's just she got she's pregnant and they're like, why not? But I did also wonder if just the threat, it felt very Game yeah. of Thrones, the threat of uh, a closer, a, a higher ranking heir was enough to get um, the, the Roy kids just freaked yeah. out a little bit. If I was going to have any criticism of this season and it's it's not a criticism because it's also one of its greatest strengths is that it sets you up for so many like amazing things that you think are going to happen and then just absolutely dismisses them without even <laughs> giving a, a flying fuck for what you think and i really like that um i think but we I could make a bonus episode of this podcast which is just, just, just a plot, we plot got line wrong. just left in the trail of you know left in the wake absolutely Absolutely. You know, this time last week, it was like, we oh my guessed. God, Kendall's dead. You know, the week yeah. before that, it was, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other. And they do a great job of just like, just getting it all out of the way. You know, I mean, it, it, Kendall's kind of like, 
his protestations, I thought it was really good. They almost knew what was going to happen. They they did that on purpose, thinking, knowing that mm. people would like go crazy. The fact that it was Kendall was dead. It's like all Kendall said literally for the first 10 minutes was like, I fell off a lilo. All I did mm. was fall off an inflatable, <laughs> you know, get, get. I thought, I thought the is Kendall dead thing. Uh, it felt a little bit beneath the show to be, yeah. it felt a bit like something from Dallas or like, yeah. You know, it was yeah. it was just a bit sort of... But I also... Sometimes I wonder if they knew... If they're even capable of anticipating what people are going to talk about. Because I thought the big thing last episode was um, the dick pic fiasco... And well, it was the, it was the, it was the removal about, of it was the removal of Roman from from succession. Yeah, the yeah. the fall of Roman and his empire yeah. essentially. Hey. But when I woke up, so we we talked just before we started recording about what time we watched it, and I watched this episode at about seven fifteen in the morning. Uh, didn't look at Twitter when I woke up, which is normally what I do before I've even got my glasses on, because last week seven thirty a.m. get my phone up and someone in the states who I follow tweeted. He's not dead. He's probably just in a coma. Hashtag succession. So I'm like, uh, oh, that's a shitty thing great. to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also because of that, it sets you up to think that that's what the show wants you to do, to think of this as, is he dead or is he not? Yeah. And I don't think it was the point. And I thought, yeah, it, it would have been great to, uh, yeah. In hindsight, it does look a bit silly that people were all week going, well, why else would they drop the New Yorker profile so yeah. close? What else? Where else would it get? Was such a, a fitting send off? But what is the show without Kendall? No, exactly. And what's the um, show without? What's the show without Logan? Actually, I I said a while ago, quite near the start of this um, you know, yeah. podcast, he's going to die in the middle, and then it's. But I, I, it's. I just don't see it. I just you know don't what? see it. Not enough. Like, Brian Cox doesn't get enough props actually because he's always just omnipresent and he's always there, and, and he just. We mm. always. We all know that Brian Cox is great anyway, but actually, he had a great episode this episode as well. The shit was just like was so like. Oh my god! It's like if I was if I was like if I was shivered, I'd be like, wow, you know, like even the actress, I'd have been kind of like, oh, actually, that is he mucking me? Is he mucking my acting? You know, that was how it felt. Do you know what we've not discussed? Go on. Uh, the betrayal of Roman by Jerry. Yeah. Yes. Because I, it was just a very small moment, but he was literally on his knees. Yeah, he looked at it, didn't he? Last gasp, last chance motel. Try just like, come on, Jerry. And and I thought, and then, and he didn't stand by her last week. No. (laughs) So what, you know, what did he expect? This is why I think this, this has been in, this has been in the offing since almost possibly from the very, from the very moment that that dick pic thing happened. Because, you know, Jerry just kept her cards so close to her chest with that chat with Shiv the the week before. She obviously realised, she was like, these fuckers are not going to stand by me for one second. So stuff them. And then one thing, you know, I was trying to work out at what point Logan, and as I mentioned earlier on, about what point Logan was starting to plot this whole thing with, um, with Caroline. And do you remember right at the beginning that, you know, Tom was, Tom was acting shifty all the way through this episode. He kept disappearing for phone calls and, and he, he was hiding in plain sight, as we've said. You know, we knew, we saw Jerry plotting. We saw Carl and Frank arrive and this, that and the other. The money men, you know, didn't like their soft Italian pillows. All of that kind of stuff was going on. Mm. Um, but 
there was a bit at the moment when they were doing the Monopoly, Tom left the Monopoly table to talk about some Forbes piece, which was just like obvious bullshit. Oh, yeah. Which was just bullshit to leave, to go and to go and to be with that party. So that gang, yeah. that gang were going right from the start of this, which is, you know, Logan wasn't there for any of the wedding. So this wasn't something that just turned on him. This was something That's he had so in true. mind. So which is why uh, that that unseen moment between Brian Cox and Alexander Skarsgård is the crucial bit, which is where I think it was all utter bullshit. And I think the whole beginning of that meeting was just a smokescreen so that Roman would go back kind of saying, oh yeah, dad was just not interested. Right, right. I think that that was the yeah. whole plan along. I saw a couple of people say on Twitter today that obviously um, Tom was probably the one who told Logan that the kids were all meeting at Ken's, so probably responsible for the donuts kind of in some way because he, I think he's been feeding lines to Logan for a while. The other thing is I think Tom went to meet Kendall at the diner on Logan's orders. We're all pretty satisfied with that, right? I am. I am. In, I'm, I, I've spent the whole day walking around with people saying, did you watch it yet? Because they hadn't watched it. And I, I was trying to communicate that I was actually very, very happy with that final episode <laughs> without telling them anything. Yeah. I've mm. got a warm inner glow yeah. from, uh, from those last scenes. We just, we saw more emotion yeah. Um, and, and, and and humanity from them than we have for the entire series. And I just loved it. And I am so up for a new series. <laughs> oh so my God, up hurry it. up with the scripts. Yeah. I think um, I saw a few people say they were really disappointed with it and it didn't do anything for them. And I can't understand that personally, because for me, everything that everyone did in that episode tracked with what we know of them. It was unexpected, but it didn't, it wasn't like, you know, some random plot twist that couldn't have made sense. And I felt like it really throws what we think the show is into like a new light for next year. And I just don't know what more you could want. I mean, I just thought it was astonishing. And yeah, I think definitely a tricky start of the season with all these fixed sets, uh, you know, not. it's definitely felt a bit weird at times, but, you know, People have made the shows they're able to make with what they have and they've succession has smashed it. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I, I honestly don't know how they could have improved it other than one more episode. So we had 10 like like previous seasons. But yeah, you Jamie, what, what are your thoughts on it? Just to reiterate your feelings, really, I felt really satisfied by it. I just feel as though, yeah. you know, even though it didn't feel like a cliffhanger, even though it kind of was, it felt like quite a satisfying ending. I'm not kind of like angry that I'm... I'm not angry that, that that I'm not watching it next week. I'm quite happy, like, right now. That's good. It's a good place to leave it. It feels like it's it's still on the uh, incline. It feels like it's still getting yeah. stronger as a show. It feels like it's in good hands. You know, there's not, you know, it's not like Game of Thrones where people are calling for the heads of Daniel and David, you know, sort this out, sort this mess out. This isn't, this isn't the show we demand, you know. Hmm. Uh, it feels like, I'm perfectly happy just leaving them all to just please just keep on doing whatever it is you're doing. Just keep going. <laughs> what we've never yeah. seen in this show so far is how the, the the Roy clan operate if the siblings are actually, A, in um, have a sense of unity yeah. and B, 
the scales have actually dropped from their eyes for once, all at the same time what their father is. So mm. therefore he can't, you know, play them like his little chess pieces. Yeah. And, you know, there's that, that has, has ran through all of the series so far that, you know, Logan is so quick. He's, I mean, he's, he's an old man, but he's so good at going, picking up the phone and saying one thing and then picking up the phone and saying another thing and then seeing how that person reacts and then telling them a lie that will make them do something that, that benefits him. If he, if at any point the three of them could actually just get a WhatsApp group <laughs> And yeah. just say, what's he just said to you? Oh, he just said that. Did he just promise you? Oh, he just promised me that too. Yeah, yeah. It will be a completely different show. Yeah. So that going get. forward, if they can just stay, because they can't. I mean, they, there has to be tension. And can you imagine what's going to happen when they all start to try and be like these kind of superheroes <laughs> locked together? So, but, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful place to begin. It's a wonderful. Do we, know, do we know what, what stage in proceedings we're in are they writing is it i mean i don't know but i know that they actually wrote all the scripts before like quite early. they were all written quite early on they didn't change a lot with the pandemic so i do sort of think like i think i got the impression a lot of people double like wrote back-to-back seasons in lockdown so i'd hope they could start filming yeah like, can we, in spring this time next year please thank you very much that's what we <laughs> yeah there's, there's not much yeah. cgi i can't thank you guys enough it's been you know, one of the best things about watching this has been being able to kind of sit there and kind of dissect it all with you guys. And it's been brilliant. Please don't let this be the last time we do this. We'll be back at the newly branded Gojo Waystar Royco Studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to stream um, this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to just reiterate that and just say it's been so much fun. It's the best part of the week, jumping on and just yeah. chatting about the episode. And I just, yeah, it's been so much fun. So thanks to both of you for letting me come on and chat boys it's been therapy basically thank you thank you sitting and listening to me to my um, incredibly and excessively wrong predictions (laughs) I think think we've all been wrong see you guys see you guys thanks bye bye Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.